0: you're listening to blind guy talks tech your daily accessible tech podcast now here's that blind guy himself stephen here in a small remote village in the west of scotland miles from civilization we observe the colossus Scoticus. Stavinus clamber aboard the weekly tractor bus, away from his pod of casters in search of biscuits and crisps on a holiday quest. This adventure leaves wires, dials, and buttons unattended for the remaining
1: casters of the pod. See the mischievous, curious Cleicus. Sally, try to resist the temptation of touching the pod's advanced artifact and.
0: As expected, this insatiably inquisitive creature fails, and
1: we get what seems to be.
2: Welcome to Blind Guy Talks Tech,
0: a weekend edition special hosted by that blind girl
2: herself, Sally Clay. Well, hello, everybody. And it's me again, no Stephen, and it's Sal back with you in the chair and with me in the studio, if only, are two wonderful men, <laughs> the illustrious Kayaker. Say hello, Kayaker.
1: Hello, Kayaker. Sorry, see? Uh, there we go. Dear. Hello, good.
2: And we have, we have a wonderful Greg. Hello, Greg. Well, hi, Sally. Hiya, how you doing?
0: I'm wonderful. How are you?
2: Brilliant. How does it feel to be hijacking a podcast for the first time?
0: Well, I'm excited to, you know, to be the second hijack recording with you. Thanks
1: for Excellent. Inviting me.
2: How are you, Kayaka?
1: I am doing well and I'm it's so fortunate that Stephen, you know, told us his password in the last episode. You know, Stephen, you got to really work on that security thing, um, you know, before you head off on holiday. You change
2: one digit, it doesn't really work, does it? Yeah, I
1: know. It's it's sort of very susceptible to the uh, old-fashioned brute force attack, you know, just increment by one.
2: He did write it in braille, but I can read braille, so. Yeah. You know, well, I'm yeah. pretty
0: sure his password is 1234. So Maybe mm-hmm. added I a five. I think it's one, two,
2: three, five now. That was past- I think he's changed yeah, an yeah. extra digit. Yeah, you know, yeah.
0: <laughs> tricky, tricky.
2: Yeah, it is. It's really difficult. You know. <laughs> anyway, we hope he's enjoying um, collecting biscuits far and wide. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, sure, even if you're listening, you know. Hopefully, you can um, forgive me for hijacking your podcast again. I just couldn't help the limelight. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, what we're going to talk about today, guys, we're going to talk about HomeKit.
1: HomeKit on the uh, app. Now, I've never used this before. Mm-hmm. You've never used HomeKit,
2: and I've never used it. I, I know what it is, but well, one of you, maybe Greg, because you're the HomeKit whiz. I know you've written into the show quite a few times before. Um, tell us a little bit about what HomeKit is and how you how you use it and why. Sure. Okay. No pressure.
0: <laughs> well, HomeKit is a platform for the smart home. Right, so you can automate all kinds of devices uh, around your house—lights, uh, uh, fans, um, let's see, blinds, uh, locks—just all kinds of different things that you can get now, and you can automate. And HomeKit is Apple's version of the smart home, and it is something that you can use on all your different uh, iOS or Apple devices.
2: And what is it that makes HomeKit for you unique over, say, something else like A-Lady or G-Lady or you sure. know, the other women who inhabit the virtual world of controlling your house?
0: Well, for me, I don't know. I've, I've got four things that I think are unique about it or good about HomeKit. One is security. Um, the other is convenience. Um, another is... Um, Let's just start with security. Security is really key uh, to HomeKit because HomeKit, unlike the other platforms, has everything local in your house. You're not going out to the cloud to turn things on and off. You're not going out in the cloud to, to store any of the passwords or any of the information about your home. Everything is local, it's controlled, either by an Apple TV or a HomePod. Those are what are called the HomeKit hubs, and it's all here. The only thing that might go out in the cloud is if you have uh, cameras, Uh, but even then, they have this thing called HomeKit Secure Video, and all of your recordings from your cameras around the house can go into the Apple cloud, but they can't see them. They're encrypted, and... The homeowner holds the keys to that encryption, not uh, Apple or Google or Amazon or whomever. Uh, So Mm -hmm. lots of security. So that's one of my big reasons. The convenience thing, I like using Siri. Um, I use it on my phone. I use it on my watch. You can use it on your Mac, of course, your Apple TV. I like also having the HomePods instead of one of the other. Uh, smart speakers around. So I can just go and say the same command no matter where it is I am. Uh, I don't have to think about, oh, am I talking to Lady A? I have to do the command a little differently than I would oh. if I was doing it on my phone. So that's a nice thing. And then I like the interoperability um, because it's all in the Apple uh what is that called? Ecosphere, right? Uh, everything the ecosystem. Ecosystem. Yeah. That's the word. Thank you. Uh, everything works nicely together. So uh, HomeKit works well with your Apple TV, which works well with the HomePods and and so forth like that. So uh, those are my major reasons why I like it.
2: Mm-hmm. Kai, could you use HomeKit?
1: I do use HomeKit. Uh, I s- first started the. Um, you know, sort of the smart home automation stuff before HomeKit existed. Um, and I picked a product, uh, the the Casa TP-Link line of products for some switches. And um, they are great, but as Greg said, you know, they're not even Google slash Alexa-based. They're just a third-party knockoff that has an app originally. And then they did integrate with Google. They did integrate with um, the Amazon Echo. Other smart, inexpensive switches and um, smart app compatible things that might not necessarily be compatible with Google or uh, Lady A um, might just have their, you know, a Chinese server someplace that's controlling the app and it's (laughs) unsecure. So um, you you really have a crapshoot of what you're getting, um, you know, out there when you buy smart enabled devices. So you have to be really careful um, with what you're doing. Um, but I found that uh, the, the third feature that, that I like with HomeKit is that when I use HomeKit, I know it's accessible because Apple has built the interface. It's using the Home's app. And odds are you're guaranteed accessibility for the product because it's a standard interface for most types of devices. And that's the Absolutely. real winner.
2: We did talk about that before, um, you know, recently there's been an episode of, um, yeah, I do listen, see, I do listen. There's been an episode of this show where we were talking about, um, you know, how it has become, more, you know, certain parts of Apple have become increasingly more difficult to um, to access. But has, has Home, HomeKit continued uh, at being, being fully accessible for you guys? And do you still use it every day with full accessibility and you kind of feel confident that that's going to continue?
0: I sure do. Um, I, you know, when you're when you're setting this up, there's a app on your iPhone called the Home app, and that's where you, you know, put in new devices or set up automations mm-hmm. or whatever it is that you're trying to do. Fully accessible. It's simple to use, and because it's a uh, Apple application, I feel confident, just like I think Kayaker just said, that it's going to continue. To be accessible because they do a good job with their um, the products that come on
1: the phone or on the Mac. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll give a I'll give you an example real quickly. the uh, The Echo Bee thermostat app, for example, that works with all the major platforms and it has its own own app itself. The that Echo B app is horrific when it comes to accessibility. There's certain things that you can't do on it in their app because they failed to do proper accessibility features. But since Apple sort of has uh, types of products that you have to integrate with, you know, it it recognizes thermostat-style apps. And if you're HomeKit compatible, you work with the thermostat API that Apple provides. So the Echobee device, the smart thermostat, will communicate to the HomeKit and present all the information that you need to control your thermostat settings in the Apple app and it's guaranteed to be accessible, so you don't have those same issues that you have uh, in the, the third party apps manufacturer. Yep. So that, that's a great example of where the app is not accessible, but as soon as you plug it into HomeKit, you get to use it and it becomes accessible device.
0: And you don't know you yeah. not only have the accessibility from VoiceOver, you know, in the app, but again, because you can command that thing with your voice using Siri, you can just say, "Hey." We'll just call it Lady S. Hey, Lady S, yep, yep. change the temperature to 74 degrees Fahrenheit, you know, or whatever. And you don't have to, you know, it's accessible in that regard too. You don't have to. Because
2: you can just you, speak to it. You don't have to go faffing around with buttons and stuff. You got like it. You can just yeah, yeah. Do it. So talk us through a typical day, Greg, of how you might, you might use your home gigs. I've heard you on Clubhouse and it literally sounds to me like you're on, on the Starship Enterprise when you get into your house.
0: Well, all right. <laughs> that that's my goal um now i've I've got so many things automated um and i have you know if i go take my you know go for a walk with my guide dog come back uh i open the front door with a smart lock when i when it opens that door not that this helps me all that much being a blind guy but it turns on the lights in the foyer in the uh, front of the house um, just straight away? Just straight away. It, it knows wow. the door just opened, you know, it was just unlocked. I bet somebody wants lights right by the door. Um, mm-hmm. And they, I, uh, I have automation set up. Uh, so when I wake up in the morning, I can say, you know, hey, lady S, good morning. And... She'll turn on the lights in the bedroom, and you know, uh, if I had, if I was into coffee, it could start up the coffee machine. But it opens up my blinds, it turns off the fan that I, the ceiling fan that I had going, does all kinds of things like that. So, it's a great thing, not only that you can do, you know, manually by clicking on a button in the Home app or telling. Siri to turn something on or off, but you can also build lots of automations to, so you don't even have to think about it. It just does the things that you would want to do at that time of the day.
2: Mm-hmm. So Kai and Kayaka, do you make your lattes with
1: it? <laughs> I wish. Uh, I am less sophisticated <laughs> than, than Greg. Uh, I I have... Let's see. Uh, I have three types of devices, uh, but I, I have nothing automated at this point. I just have things grouped together. So I have sets of lights controlled uh, that I can control and some switches. So that that's really about all I use through voice control. I haven't gone into advanced automation. I, I've got the simple, basic, you know, switches on off, garage door, open shut and the thermostat. Those are my use cases.
2: Oh, so if you ever, if anyone's ever heard Kayaker um before a latte, it's not a pretty sight. It really isn't. <laughs> so I can just imagine it. But, you know, you training, teaching HomeKit to respond to a series of, yes. you know, behemoth-like grunts yeah. <laughs> with no latte. Yeah. And then we need to get a smart
0: roop. switch for you to, for your coffee machine, for your latte,
1: you yeah, know, so you can have the I'll need the little automatically. Start. Yeah, the little robot arm too to get the pods in and stuff. But or, or I can just sell it. Well, oh, there you thing. go. Yeah, yeah
2: it's very sheldon cooper that i'm sorry i just can imagine you know doing it from your bed and it just kind of happens before your eyes and then you just wake up yeah. and then the latte it's honestly the transformation is ridiculous it's like two different
1: people i've got the wrong trousers <laughs> and they've gone wrong you know it's wallace and Gromit. <laughs> uh. um,
2: now you two have often talked about um how you use home bridge and my brain just kind of stops when you do this, because, you know, you guys with Raspberry Pis. And now, I know that, you know, I love tech and I do use tech, but when it gets to this, I have no idea. Please, one of you two or both, explain what happens here.
1: Okay. One well, of you there. do that. Yeah, okay. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Homebridge, is, HomeBridge is a little application that's designed to bridge HomeKit to devices that are not compatible with HomeKit. As I said, originally, the TP CasaLink switches that I had – don't work with HomeKit and you know what, they still don't and they never will because they were built before HomeKit came out. But I run a little Raspberry Pi server and installed a little uh, application called HomeBridge and that allows uh, third-party devices and there's a huge library of these things um, where you can plug them into the, the HomeBridge software and it exposes non-HomeKit devices to HomeKit. So that's why it's called you know, HomeBridge. It bridges the gap between HomeKit and third-party devices. As a result, all my old CASA uh, TP-Link switches are recognized by the HomeBridge software and HomeBridge presents it to uh, HomeKit and the Homes app on my iPhone, Mac, etc. So it's a way of making non-HomeKit compatible devices compatible. And I use it for two things. My garage door also isn't directly HomeKit compatible, and uh, I've got a little app that allows it, the, the plugin in the in the Homebridge stuff to to expose that as well. So believe it or not, most of my HomeKit devices are not true HomeKit compatible devices, but they're exposed via Homebridge, and um, that's a little piece of software that like, runs on a server that's a Raspberry Pi that's running continuously um, to bridge the gap there. So that's so The
0: kayaker what... taught me how to do that. that. That's that was a recent thing for me, but that's you know that's kind of one of those a little bit advanced things um, with HomeKit, and it's awesome because one of the one of the uh, things that people have said about HomeKit is you know you can't get as many devices as you can get for Lady A or for SmartThings or Google, and uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this bridges that gap. Uh, and it, it's great so now anything anything that's smart pretty much you can make work with homekit um, until well there's something coming out in a few months um, there's there's a standard coming out that's supposed to make all these um, devices work together or future devices probably not the one not all the ones that you have today because just like uh, Packer said if it was if it was built before um, it might not have the hardware inside of it. Work with that, but there, there, uh, there's a, a nice compatibility coming soon uh, based on the standard.
1: Uh, yeah, and that that was referenced in WWDC um, mm-hmm. last mm-hmm. last couple weeks. Um, and the standard is called Matter, and it's supported by you know all the big three: the Apple, Google, and uh, Amazon. And that's supposed to allow interoperability between all these devices. Um, and Apple has contributed a lot of code to make it more secure. So I think all the players are happy about it. Uh, and it means that you don't have to worry about, is this a Echo device or is it a Google device or is it a Siri device? It's just, it, it solves that problem and makes it easier for the consumer. So it's something to look forward. Uh, and that'll be, there's a, it's been scheduled to come out for like last year and it's been delayed and delayed and delayed. But so there's a lot of products in the pipeline for this. Uh, and the, the buzz phrase for it is going to be matter compatible um and that's what she'll be looking the latest
0: says that's going to be Marketing. doing the, ready in the fall right yes. Kayaker? That's, yeah. that's what the latest yeah. predictions are yes. but that's again all that is neat and future and you know and again the homebridge stuff has made him able to use a lot of the stuff that he wants and but you know if somebody's starting out um the good news is there are plenty of devices that 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 criticism uh is not as true you know you can you can get affordable HomeKit kit devices now home kit ready devices now and the nice thing about it i was just it, going to
2: ask you about that okay that price you know the price difference between the, say lady a stuff or you know all the other ones basically and it's home kit and its competitors
0: there What's are like? there are there's a there's a range but there are plenty of affordable home kit uh devices and there are plenty of expensive ones yeah um but it the nice thing is nowadays uh They've expanded, and they're able to, you know, they're able to compete, and you're able to get what you need for at different price points. And yeah, sometimes you get what you pay for, but uh, most most of it works pretty nicely. But where I was going with that is, is just, you know, if somebody wanted to start, um, you know, you've got, you've already got. Well, I not fair to say that everybody listening to this has an Apple device, but I know. A whole lot of folks listening to this have an Apple device already, so you already have Mm -hmm. the tool that you need to make it start, whether it's your phone or your Mac or your iPad or whatever. Um, You don't have to have the smart speaker to make it start. You don't have to have, you know, you just have to go get one device. In fact, I think one of, you know, one of my first devices that I ended up getting, I think it was similar to Kayaker was, you know, was getting that thermostat you know and i got it so that i could because i can't read thermostat you know imagine that right these, these digital things none of us can read you know we can press the up button a couple times
2: i've been trying to use super sense to um read my thermostat mm-hmm. and you know when it goes wrong or something like that um and i can't so yeah yeah so and you, i got I presume it presume you have the same problem
0: it's exactly it and i got it because I wanted to be able to control it and not have to have one of my family members go and turn it up or down for me. You know, again, I can, I could press the up button a couple times and, and guess what was happening. But you know, There's I got control, this. It's not control, is it? It's not. It's not control. Not. It's just. It's yeah. So I got this.
2: Well, it's inferior.
0: Yeah, and I got this. I was able. You know, at first I tried to use. I got a Honeywell was my first one. He, he, you got the Ecobee, Um I now have mm-hmm. an Ecobee. But I don't. You know, again, the app wasn't that great, but Mm -hmm. uh, I put it into HomeKit and realized I could say, you know, hey, Lady S, do this, and it would do what I wanted to do. And it was a great start. So I think one of the great things about doing the home automations is we all can do anything we want to do, but it's nice when you can have tools that make it a little easier. And that's one of them, you know. That lock I was talking about, my front door, I can just walk up. I don't have to fumble for my keys, um, and so you know, I can just put my phone <laughs> up to it, and it and it opens it up. You know, and they have they have smart locks out there that uh, have keypads and so forth like that, but those aren't all terribly accessible. But you know, with this, I I have a very accessible way. I can make my TV turn on. Uh, turn on the Apple TV from the HomePod, you know, and have it go right in and, you know, open up Prime and, you know, I can just say, hey, watch the Expanse and it'll turn on the Apple TV. It'll, you know, Brilliant. bring it it's over there. Hate and, it, of course. And, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> but, you know, and, <laughs> and it and it just, it comes up and starts playing. And that's one of those things that I was talking about, the, you know, inter, interoperability of the devices.
2: Mm-hmm. So. and how often have you two found you know like you know how often when you try and get lady s to work or any of them actually
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know there'll be times when it doesn't and how does that compare say with lady s or with this particular setup to the other setups as well
0: um i had i had a uh, echo well uh, a few years ago uh and so for a while there i was doing both i was i was telling Lady A to turn on my lights or turn on you know do whatever and I was mm-hmm. sometimes telling my home pod. For the home stuff, I find it to be at least as good and responsive as Lady A. In some cases I find, you know, for the home kit stuff it to be more responsive because it's local. It's not having to go out to the cloud to respond
1: yeah i've had mixed results um sort of about the same you know sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't and i i have a dual system set up as well so it is configured to work with uh the ecosystem the amazon ecosystem as well as uh siri uh and depending on what's going on network wise sometimes one system will be offline the other uh, might be a little bit slower so it, it but it's still responsive in in a few seconds um yeah. yeah,
2: I actually heard Garth um, Audio Pizza Garth. Hello, <laughs> mm-hmm. Garth. Um, I heard him using his HomeKit, and it was just appalling. And I thought, oh, dear, this is not a shining beacon of hope for, <laughs> for HomeKit. But I'm hoping that um, you know eventually, Greg, you'll do us a demo and show us how um, show us how wonderful it is.
1: Sure. Well, I'm just going to take over the takeover just for a minute. <laughs> now, on Clubhouse, where Sal, you heard me using HomeKit. The very first time I asked, it did do the, oh, that device is having trouble responding. But after that first time, it worked just perfectly. Something like, now, cross your fingers, everybody. Let's hope. Hey, Siri, what's the temperature downstairs?
2: It's 21 degrees Celsius downstairs.
1: Hey, Siri, what's the humidity in the bedroom?
2: Humidity in the
1: bedroom is high at 58%. Well, 58%, I wouldn't call it that high, but anyway... There you go,
0: and I'll 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 tell you, you know, it's just the same, you know. Sometimes when I'd use the lady A, it would do the same. So it just depends on which lady you're talking to and what what day it is, whether they're going to be responsive or not. That's the way I found it.
1: If you don't want to start with a, a thermostat, though, you know, I got into the whole home smart with a simple task that I want to do was which was able to turn on the Christmas tree, uh, yeah. you know, because oh. I didn't want to bend down and plug it in and stuff and that was the, my first switch was for the Christmas tree. Uh, so knock over that. the tree on your way yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. so that, that's exactly. like how that. you... So
2: you now can avoid whacking into the tree, yeah. knocking it over, tinsel everywhere, presents, legs. Mm-hmm. I can just picture it, you know, this kayaker, like, stuck in the tree with legs, legs akimbo. <laughs> <of> Kimbo. <laughs> so that, you, you can avoid that now, the indignity
1: of it all. Yes. And just it's get a, your lights turned on. Wow, it's a
0: for, perfect use case.
1: Wow, for 51 that's years, brilliant. I put up with it all and now I won't have to turn on my Christmas tree at all. <laughs>
2: So, do you two have a, a top item, a top home HomeKit um, application that you would recommend?
0: Well, the app, the the top device that I like um, is something I put in a few months ago, and it's just because it just makes me it just makes me smile i put blind you know automatic blinds on so i can just say hey lady s open the blinds and you know all the blinds in the house open at once and it just makes me happy and i don't have to go crawling <laughs> over furniture trying to get to the pull cord you know and tripping oh. and, and tripping over it so um
2: i just couldn't i didn't actually know that blinds could be open with home i just did not know that
0: yeah Motors. Living in the
2: dark ages, clearly. I've still got a stick, one of those ones that where you have to pull the thing and then and then it comes off, you yeah. know, the little uh, metal thing, and then it, yes. the thing comes off and then the b- blind breaks. My partner immediately wants to curse me for eternity and then the whole thing falls off. <laughs> so, yes, home kit would be a bl- absolute
1: blessing. That is cool. What, what about, about you, Cracker? What's your favourite thing? Oh, my favourite gadget. Um I think it's I think it's just the the um, the garage door that that's the real convenient thing if I'm if I'm carrying down when you park your car no it, well <laughs> taking out the trash so you know my hands full. it's like oh you know open the garage door and you know then it starts to go right away so that that's the most convenient thing that I find that I'm using the most. Um, and the other thing is, is that I do have some some switches that are installed. So they're not just plugs. They actually replace the wall outlets uh, with the physical mm-hmm. switch. Uh, and that's convenient because those, the ones that I, for the outside, if I, if someone's coming over, I can just say, you know, turn on outside lights and then, poof, you know, the switches come on. So that's convenient for other people. So those are the two things that I use the most. So you don't have to Absolutely. run downstairs. Yeah. yeah. It's all about eliminating work, you know, the less work I have to do. It's a, it is, but it's also it's – Typical nice. men,
0: that is. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right, Sally. Yeah. No, I mean,
2: <laughs> nice bit of healthy uh, sexism on the show. Yeah,
0: no, it's nice to sit in the lounge chair and just be able to say, hey, lady, s," yes, you know, check the uh, status of the home, you know, or yeah. – is is the front door unlocked is the garage closed and not have to think about you know not have to go there and do it and i realize that sounds lazy but it's also just it's convenient it's great yeah
2: but a sighted person can just most of the time look around That's the house exactly and do right. that in a, in a- in a trice, you know, we can't do that. So, right. yeah, some people might think it's lazy, but it is actually really incredibly important to be secure in the house. So, right. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd find that lazy. I hate to defend you both, as <laughs> much as I love slating you. Um, I, I do I do agree. Actually, I hate to say that. I'm never going to say that again.
1: Okay. But I do agree. But this will be recorded, <laughs> you know, so we'll repeat it over and over again. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like- yeah, exactly. Oh, no, no, never again. I do agree. 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 But, um, yeah, no, I don't know if you guys, um, well, no, I'm just going to out you here. These guys had um, sent me an email saying that, because I said to them, I don't really know that much about HomeKit yet, because I've not really explored this. I've got um, A Lady and I've kind of lost the Echo Dot, so I need to get a new one. Um, really techie minded me. But they were, um, they said, uh, sent me an email saying, well, well it's all right. We'll, we'll write you some questions, dear, you know, and we'll feed you them and you can. Um... So, do you have any questions you'd like me to ask you before we go? <laughs>
0: No, yeah. I think you did a great job, and we didn't get, we did not send her those questions. she She was adamant. Do not yeah. do that <laughs> um, yeah. Imagine, yeah. I think you've covered On for the ladies mm-hmm. I think you've covered it pretty nicely. I just think people who have a good time doing it it's a lot of fun. We get to geek out a little bit, but it's also it's Yay. practical. It's good yeah. for folks with all kinds of disabilities, whether it's vision or other thing. Having a smart home just helps you. Uh, do some of the things we talked about. In our case, we don't have to walk around and try and see that the the lock is the, the the window is open or the door is locked or whatever. You know, if if you're mobile, have a mobility problem, you know, there's all kinds of advantages too.
1: Yeah, you get the confirmation that you need. You know, if you want to be certain that all the lights are off, you can say, you know, turn off all the lights, and you know that it's going to work. And um, what's really exciting coming up in the fall is that you know, and Sally, you would be very interested in this. It's like the um, the the new, the new one that's coming out, so you can do things like, um, you know, cook the dinner for me and take my children to school and things like that. So, you know, you could just do this, Sal, and it'll work. You know, the, the nanny bot. Um, Fantastic. Do yeah. the washing up. Yeah, all that stuff is coming out.
2: Eject the partner from yep. the premises. It's all, that all
1: part of matter. Yeah, the new standard coming out in the fall. So get on board. <laughs> yeah, I'm <I've> signing <laughs> up. <laughs>
0: all right. Well, well we're going to have you on HomeKit by, yeah. by the fall, right, Sal?
2: Yep, definitely. Okay. All I have to do is um, get the the husband to approve. No, yeah. it's not going to happen. I'm just going to do it anyway.
0: There you That's go.
2: That's perfect. There you go. Fantastic. <laughs> well, listen, thanks so much for um, coming in and explaining all this, because I know, Greg, you've been itching to get onto the podcast for ages, and it was, I just love the stuff that you guys are doing with the Raspberry Pis as well, because I saw it unfold, and I know it wasn't necessarily an easy process, because you had to organize to get lots of different Raspberry Pis and things, but... it It definitely has paid off by the sounds of it.
0: I've had lots of fun doing it. And thanks so much for inviting me.
2: Thanks for sharing your story, Greg. And Scott, thanks for kayaker. That's okay. Who are you, Scott Kayaker? That's right. Thank you so much for um, coming back on and hijacking the podcast. And Stephen, if you're listening, which you're probably not, that's fine. I wouldn't if I were
1: you. Um, We'll see you soon. Yep. And I'm looking forward to next week where it's password 125. Excellent. See you later, guys. See you later, everyone. Bye now. Bye.